women have a lot of really deep-seated challenges among women that men don't have. Men aren't trying to necessarily pop style against, a man is not wearing a nice pair of shoes so another man can feel bad. Women are like against each other. Yeah. Women are trying to attract men. Uh, and I'm just saying that there are some problems that have to be tackled. And I would say we cannot tackle the men and leave the women. Yeah. Because they're going to go back to the same woman problems. Right? We cannot have a sexually immoral problem in our country and think that we're going to talk to the men. Because the women are showing their entire tale. Yeah. The women are showing everything. Welcome to the What Next Podcast, hosted by Sean Reed, where we pay it forward through conversations. Each week, we will bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey to discover what's next for you. Good afternoon, Chris. Afternoon. <laughs> How is your mental health today? My mental health? Yeah. I'm feeling feeling strong mental, mentally. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I I start off asking everybody this question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because to me it's important. Mm-hmm. And more so now, because I don't know if you heard yesterday or the day before, this guy called Twitch, who is Ellen's DJ, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. killed himself, mm-hmm. right? And so... You know, when I started have, doing this podcast and asking this question, people asked me why did I ask such an intimate question? Because I don't think that we speak about it enough. And one thing I've realized is that more men seem to be successful in suicide. And so, you know, have yeah. you seen that? What do you think about that? Is it, are more men doing it or more men successful in doing it? Well, well, well I I think um, more men are successful in doing it. I think. Uh, because they say I think you know what I heard was that their women are trying it mm-hmm. just as much as men or probably more but more men are more successful because they're more aggressive mm-hmm. um, and um, you know some people hypothesize and say well maybe the woman really didn't want to do it mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff but of course so more men are successful but I wonder you know is that the question or it, is it mental health mm-hmm. that this guy was struggling with or is it emotional health and of course, you know, I'm into the spiritual stuff and the connection between the spiritual stuff. Uh, but what it was it? What is it? Is it, it was it spirit? Was it a, a, a emotional problem or a mental problem? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people um, they don't have a system to deal with uh, being emotionally balanced, and of course, therefore, it's mentally balanced. Right. Obviously, emotions are in your ma- mind. But um, what we would call a mental challenge or a mental problem. Uh, that becomes clinical mentally that could possibly be, be medicated um, or or you get therapy for uh, you know a lot of it is is emotional trauma a lot of it is PTSD mm-hmm. a lot of it is um, un- deep-rooted unanswered questions um, a lot of it is hurt uh, from things that them father do them mm-hmm. that their mother do to them what somebody said to them uh, a lot of people have not recovered a lot of people have not become, uh, a lot of people haven't recovered from their dream dying. You know, so, I, I, so I'm a pastor, so I do a lot of pastoral counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people come in uh, mentally challenged and the root is, and the, 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 the manifestation is emotionally challenged. And, and most of it, is not clinical, uh, 
but it for, certainly feels like it is clinic, clinically, it's at the level of clinical depression mm-hmm. because some of it now becomes medical, um, physical, chemical reactions in their body. They wake up every day sad. The anxiety is being triggered uh, and therefore their body is triggered during the, you know, with, with our, with the, in different, um, we, we, every day and in cycles and so forth. Um, so yeah, um, I see a lot of it. Uh, to the question you asked, do I see it more in men mm-hmm. than women? I would say in my experience in counseling, men just <laughs> don't like counseling. <laughs> yeah. So men run away from counseling. A lot of women, uh, man, uh, uh, let me say like, let me say something that just popped into my mind. Part of the challenge with uh, what people come with, uh, one of the biggest things, I would say, let's say 95% of what, when people come to me with their challenges, uh, if it's not just directly related to evil or sin, it is overwhelmingness. Okay. Uh, and m- women and men process overwhelmingness totally differently. Mm-hmm. The, the overwhelmingness of life. Life is overwhelming. Life brings struggle. Life brings challenges. Uh, and the way that women process it, if they don't have the right mechanism, um, it can become um, overbearing and it can, it can crush them. So overwhelmingness is just literally the, 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 the five main areas of life. You know, two of them are great, but three of them are bad mm-hmm. and they're all mixed up. So the two that are good don't feel good. Mm-hmm. And um, as a lot of people have sh- shared and in, in, in the, the, the studies and so forth, it shows that it, it becomes like spaghetti. That's just everything is, everything right, is wrapped up. Right. So, so I find that women come, most, mo- women come mostly in, in their overwhelmingness. Everything is mixed up. And uh, once you categorize things for them, it's like, oh, my God. So it's really three things are good and it's only two things bad, but I yeah. was feeling like everything bad. Right. And I was blaming my husband for everything or the kids for everything, but it's just that. And therefore solutions become more, uh, you're, you're able to place solutions alongside the particular problems and, and so forth. So breaking down and opening up the problems. For men, <laughs> two things. One is they don't, they don't scramble, jumble things that easily. Mm-hmm. Men generally work like waffles like or or things are generally categorized right um and so therefore it's not overlapping for them they'll feel bad about the thing they should feel bad about Mm -hmm. and feel good about everything else Mm -hmm. so and men also have the ability to ignore the things that they're feeling bad about Mm -hmm. so men can get caught up in like an activity like sports where a, a woman is caught up in her children but Still feeling bad. A man watching sports and he's not feeling bad. Everything is lock off. Because he can lock off. So he doesn't, so men can categorize um, heinous things being done to them. You know, lies, them can, they, they, it just doesn't, that person lying on them at work, they just may not take it home. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, because they don't have to. So these are general statements that I've read about. Mm-hmm. You may have read about, people read about. Um, you see it in movies, you see it being displayed. Um, in in media and so forth, but I found it to be mostly true. Yeah. So it it in the the main area that people come to talk about 
Uh, the main challenge is the overwhelmingness that both have. But it's just going to be less men because they feel uh, they can deal with it. They have categorized it and they can deal with it. Now, do they deal with it? No. Yeah. Um, m- most people don't because they may not know how. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I think there are some differences between men and women. And I don't know uh, what makes women... Well, well, I guess they say that women are more unsex- unsuccessful in suicide because uh, it takes an aggressive action to do it. Mm. And they may not own the gun in the first place to pull the trigger. Right. Um, and they may not... They, they may own the pills, but then I don't know why women are more unsuccessful um, in, in a lot of the ways, but men, maybe they set out to do it and they do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah... Uh, mental health, emotional health, uh, is it's it's a very interesting thing to try and be a part of the solution for people. Yeah, it's something I'm I think about a lot, and the more men I speak to, most of them mm. don't go to a counselor or don't feel comfortable going to a mm. counselor. And mm. there's something I remember my, my mother did when I was younger, which I don't know if something was wrong with me, maybe there was, but when I was younger, I remember going to a friend of hers who was a who's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And at the school I went to, that had a psychologist on campus for the boys, because the boys kept on getting into some random trouble. Mm. And I think that doing that as a child, it made me want to, it made it more comfortable for me to go to a concert as I got older. So the, the early introduction, you know, nothing is wrong with it, it's okay, uh-huh. made a big difference. That's wonderful. Yeah, no, I mean, that's amazing. My God, I mean, that, that, that to me is the answer. I think we should send our kids we should have our kids sit down with people. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in counseling uh, so much, not just because I do it, but I believe in it from the standpoint of not just the negative, um, the the solving of problems and the fixing of things. And I believe, you know, overall my philosophy is more so proactive anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe let's get our children to get used to talking. Yeah. Let's get our children used to when there is a problem, going to where the problem can be solved. Um, and then for men now, uh, the, the biggest problem in our culture is we have to, we're told we have to fix it by ourselves. Mm-hmm. So either you ignore it, lock it away, da-da-da. Uh, so culture really gives men a, a, a very hard um, lot uh, and terrible, a terrible process. No system is right. offered. So yeah, I think if we get used to, uh, by way of uh, testimony and endorsement of what you're saying, I find that the men that come to me, uh, once they feel comfortable, they tell you everything, mm-hmm. and they will keep coming back. And they, they once the stigma is gone, they will fall in love with it, mm-hmm. and it's amazing. And you can and like we, you can even have shorter sessions with men because they're not trying to talk about everything. <laughs> if you get my point, yeah, yeah, yeah. So short sessions with men, you know. But I do find um, that men that open up to it and start doing it. They start hard, start tough, hard, uh, closed. But once they become vulnerable, <laughs> they can't shut them up. Yeah. Once they have decided to become vulnerable, I mean, once they start to share, it becomes addictive for them mm-hmm. because they're not getting it from their wife. And maybe they shouldn't, right, obviously. They're not getting it from the children. They're not getting it from their friends. Most people have friends that can't help them, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Uh, and they're not getting it from their fathers. But as a counselor and as a pastor, just being in the position of a 
of a brother and it's kind of a big brother thing no matter how old they are and as a spiritual leader when they start opening up they're like my god i've been missing this all my life mm -hmm. and big man they will they, you, you, i was with a gentleman the other day and he was just crying mm -hmm. uh and you know so so it's like and i don't know when last him cry mm -hmm. and it it wasn't uh he wasn't crying from pain you know this particular situation was actually like a, a close to a crying from joy, which yeah. is kind of ridiculous to think for a man. Like when was the last time we cried for because we're happy? Yeah. But um, he was joyfully, uh, bowled over with with joy and the depth of what he felt God was doing in his life. But yeah, I wish I wish we would train our boys that way, train them to talk, train them to be vulnerable because I think the answer to life is. The, not all of the answers to life are inside of us. Yeah. Um, and it's impossible to think that we're going to have the answers for problems, for the new problems, before they come. Uh, so God gives us <laughs> other people. So I look at counseling from a proactive standpoint to where, hey, I'm thinking about being married. Maybe I should go and talk to somebody about what marriage is. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about starting a business. Maybe I should talk to them first instead mm -hmm. of going to somebody after. It's like, what is wrong with us? Like, we don't think. Let me go get help first. Yeah. Uh, let me be smart enough to be pro pro proactive in getting help. We think help is something we get after. Yeah. After your father, you get help. Right. We, we want help to get up. Yeah. Right. Not help to go forward. Uh, it's just it's just silly. Um, you know, not everybody thinks that way, but for the most part, I think in our culture, that's what we've pushed, and um, you know, there's there's not a lot of room for it. Yeah. I definitely think that in our culture, yeah, men aren't allowed to express emotions or told not to express emotions. But what I also wonder is how much of it is nature versus nurture. So how much of it is that maybe we don't express emotions default or is it because we're told not to, we just don't? I think it's, my experience is that it's nurture. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you as a Jamaican man, mm -hmm dealing with a lot of men mm -hmm. we have a lot of men at our church and i get and i talk to a lot of men and a lot of men they like to talk to me for some reason and i'm telling you what i was saying before is give a man an opportunity to talk about how he feels mm -hmm. and he might not shut up mm -hmm. he just has to feel safe so if they once they trust me they're going to tell me all kind of things mm -hmm. so it's it's nurture and it is so freeing and so uh empowering mm -hmm. <laughs> that they'll come back the next week <laughs> i'm telling you yeah i'm telling you i've done it myself i have made myself get counseling mm -hmm. uh and you look forward to it you know it wasn't clinical counseling or anything like that mm -hmm. but but it was an opportunity for me to talk to somebody like i'm counseling all these people i need to, i need to make sure that i that i yeah. let out too so so it is it for what i find in the men that come to me is that it's empowering um, and that they, they, they begin to look forward to it. It is so much nurture. And I think once, once they're released from it, here's a challenge. Some of the areas that where we tell, where men think that they can, maybe because they watched on TV or something, the whole idea of going to their wife mm -hmm. to pour out them deepest, darkest. It's a very, it's a very interesting thought. Mm -hmm. Um, it's an intimate thought, uh, it's a vulnerableness, to, but, but in the position that men have with their wife, 
uh, to maintain the, the core of what is most important, that's really not the best place to be uh, fully vulnerable in your weakness. Mm-hmm. So a guy that makes a phone call, traumatic event at work, calls him Bridgen on the way home. Mm-hmm. When he gets to his wife, he's telling her a different story mm-hmm. than the man who never called him Bridgen, never called a man, goes home and him telling her a whole other story that leaving her scared and anxious and worried. And so the man that calls his big brother or his friend or his father on the way home comes to his wife with a lot of the same truth, but it's already processed. And I find that the option, the, the option of going to your wife uh, to fix yourself, the option of going to friends that are, that are as dumb as you or dumber, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or want to see you the same. I mean, you know, bad, you know friends, I can't help you. The option of talking downwards. Mm-hmm. There are bosses who vent to their employees about problems. Mm-hmm. And the entire, therefore, the entire system is, is, has been poisoned. Mm-hmm by their fear and their worry, uh, rather than venting up. And, you know, so some of the options, the whole going downwards, going to those that you lead, those that you're supposed to secure with your insecurities, it, it just doesn't work. Uh, it, and then culturally, it just literally does not work for the system. It's better to process it upwards, process it with somebody that can help, uh, and then go to these places, you know. Um, so it, it is the nurture uh, and um, sometimes nature does it wrong by going downwards and sometimes we've been nurtured to not go upwards because the whole thought is, well, if you're going, you should only go when you have a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would like us to fight for the promotion of, of let's say we're just talking about men now, but obviously for women to do this too for us to go and get help before we need help. Um, get help to move forward. Like we want to move forward so much that we're going to move, you know. And um, it, it's, I think it's the way to go. I think it, it's what keeps us uh, proactive. It keeps us productive, keeps us profitable um, and, you know, keeps us moving in a direction a lot faster. So I'm, so I, I remember when Donald Trump, before he got elected, mm-hmm. Every time they ask him a question, so what are you going to do? Like you're just a business. So he he answered some questions confidently as it related to what he knows. Mm-hmm. He's a businessman, and that's what he was selling himself as. I'm successful. I'm a businessman. But when they ask him something about, uh, you know, um, you know the, the anything he doesn't know about, let's say military, mm-hmm. uh, especially about in some area that he doesn't know, he says, "Oh, I'm going to find somebody for that." Mm-hmm. In other words, he's so confident that he's going to get advisors mm-hmm. before he goes that no, that are smarter than him. Mm-hmm. So the wealthy leaders, they have already made a decision that they're going to stay wealthy by going to somebody who can help them stay up right. and move forward. Not on, I'm not going to go and ask somebody. I'm not going to go and ask for advice when I need help. He kept <laughs> making the point. <laughs> Why are you guys asking me this? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to get somebody. Like, <laughs> I've been getting people. Yeah, right. I've been going to people that helped me move forward for a long time. Yeah. So, the, so the main point is I'm not alone. I guess that's, that's a picture of the stronghold yeah. with men where they think they should be strong alone. 
And the wealthy are never alone. Yeah. The wealthy surround themselves by people smarter than them. Unless they're the dumb wealthy and they don't stay wealthy that long or they have somebody else's money to spend. But 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 they can I tell you another story? Yeah, of course. I was with a, a, a guy, one of these guys came to me, brilliant guy. So he Ivy League Ivy League educated, really smart guy, come from money and so forth. And he said, stereotypical picture of uh sitting on a plane in first class with somebody. And so he's so I was on a plane with somebody and them come from another country and them to ask them what they do and they ask me what I do, you know, how come you're sitting in first class, right? So people on first class apparently they talk to each other, right? So <laughs> so so he said he's talking to this guy. Basically, this guy says he has this product, why don't you do it in Jamaica? Da 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 da. He said, first he did research, he found out, found out who the guy was, da da da. The product is legit, it's not in Jamaica. My god, it would revolutionize things, blah 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 blah. He said, Wow, I said, Well, what are you gonna do now? What's your first step? He said, This is my first step. <laughs> I'm coming to you. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, all right. We're going to pray about it. He said, but here's, I said, well, what's next? He said, I'm building a board. I said, yeah, but you're not start yet. Like you, you just have the, you just validated the idea. Right. And then you're going to pray about it. And you're going to about, yeah, I have a, I'm going, you know, my uncle, that's a lawyer. My mother, that's an accountant. My so-and-so, that's a this. I have these four people. I'm meeting with them next week. He's starting the game, not alone. Mm-hmm. He's starting the game with counsel. We're talking about counseling and mental health. Mm-hmm. Nothing is worse than going into business, into this world of risk, without mental health, right. <laughs> emotional health. He now doesn't go alone. He goes with a we. He goes into the financial aspects with a financial advisor. He goes into the legal aspects with a legal advisor. He goes into that market with a market because he said somebody yeah. from the industry, not fully related, but it's a similar industry because mm-hmm. what he was doing was new. Um, and he said he had these three people. He's finally going to find somebody else to do another aspect. But he's not moving without them. A good product is not everything. Prayer is not everything. Thinking that he's smart, because this is where it normally ends. Mm-hmm. I'm smart. I just move home. May have a little money put on. You know, or got this money from somewhere. I am. I I can do it. I can do it. I'm right. going to show everybody. Da, 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 da. No, no, no. He's he's still going to show everybody. He's mm-hmm. still he's so smart. He's he, he values his money so much that him going to research, pray about it, yeah. and build and build a team of advisors. I'm not moving forward without people that can advise advise me on the way forward. And um, it made me recognize that uh you know rich dad poor dad right um the 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 wealthy think one way yeah and the poor think one way the poor think i have to show them mm-hmm. that i can do it all by myself and the wealthy think Mm-mm, i don't have to do that mm-hmm. i can get advisors that tell me what to do and i might not have to pay them anything yeah but i move forward uh with advice so counseling you know, if we value our life that way, if we value our marriage that way, then we wouldn't get married without counseling. If we value our marriage, so you've been married f- seven years and you value your eight, nine, and ten, mm-hmm. you don't have to go into eight, nine, and ten without getting counseling first. Right. Why not get counseling about going into eight, nine, and ten? Yeah. How about you know that it's going to be different than one through seven? So a lot of us live, a lot of us live within ourselves 
with our problems and um, we don't have the advice to move forward. And I think, I would say this way, God provides advisors. And we may find that we are looking for the money when we should look for advisors because yeah. that's where the money is. We're looking for the, the courage when we need to f- look for the advisors because yeah. that's where the courage yeah. is going to come from. I'm telling yeah. you, nothing makes you feel more courage, courageous than people that are smart telling you, Good idea. do this, yeah. you know, we're with you. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it, so we, we, we may be looking for the wrong thing. Looking, looking into ourselves and looking for the wrong thing rather than looking at, uh, looking for those that already have it, you know. Is there something that we're taught growing up that makes us believe that we have to do certain things on our own? Because there's some things that we'll do as a team, but there's some things that we try to keep in our minds private. So whether it's a relationship or a business idea, you know, why, why are some things private and some things we're willing to get help with? I think I think a lot of it is the misconception. Now, who do we blame for this? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think when we looked up at people to admire, celebrities, when we look at people to admire, we only see them. Mm-hmm. And not enough of them are talking about what surrounds them. So back in the day, we used to see, we see the star athlete. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking, he's a star athlete. Is him run fast, mm-hmm. and is him. Uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, I, it. Culture has changed a lot. Yeah, it, and I know this is veering off, but I'll go back to the where if you watch a Jamaican athlete now after they win a race, they'll say, first I want to give honor to God." Then, mm-hmm. big up coach mm-hmm. because coach tell me for run the race, so mm-hmm. I'm a run the race. So then, big up MVP. Yeah. In other words, I'm not out here alone. Yeah. But but so I, to your to your point to the point the question we used to just see them and they weren't giving credence to what made them run the race better. Yeah. Uh, so when we look up and we see we see um let's okay back to Donald Trump and we see these people that made it successful and we see an individual and we kind of tell ourselves well I want to be like that or be better than that and then it becomes an I thing and so I I just think we don't. They didn't, and we don't enough promote the promote the team that gets us somewhere. A lot of companies, uh, there is a figurehead. A lot of companies, there is uh, one person personality that they're pushing right. to carry the weight. It was a way that marketing was done. It's a way that things was done. You look at the church, and it's the pastor you see, and it's not the you know the the, the church is made up of hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. And the church is strong, not just the pastor. Yeah. But we think it's a the pastor. Then if the pastor falls and all of a sudden people feel like the church is weak. Right. So so it's like it's it's so I think we promote the wrong thing. I don't I think we promote men as islands and men, some every man is an island by himself, every man doing own thing. So we grew up kind of thinking, how am I gonna do it? Yeah. I have to do it. I'm gonna do it. So literally, and then we bring that into marriage. And then you'd have a man that says well, I don't think we should. Our love not strong if we can't solve the problem. Um, so then they move it into the way of marriage. Then it becomes a unit in marriage. And then, well, that couple is doing good. I'm sure they solve their problems alone. Maybe they don't. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have mediation yeah. when they disagree. Maybe they have. 
So, so yeah, I think it is that we've, we've, we see people successful and we don't know the true story. Um, we see people successful by their, themselves and we never did their, we, they're not promoting the right story. But if you read enough biographies and autobiographies, there are people, some people will tell the truth mm -hmm. and they will say, you know, me and my brother started this company, I was just a face. I took over my father's company and that's what I did. You know, this church was already built. I'm the second pastor and mm -hmm. I moved it to, I was able to move it forward, you know. So we see some, some businesses successful in the second generation. We see some, some people just be the, the loud one out of the three that are doing it. Right. And some of these big companies, they're just the loud one out of the three mm -hmm. that, that, that are doing it. And there are other people making more money yeah. than them anyway uh, in it. So it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. And it's what's been shown to us. And, and um, so I think a lot of people have latched onto the lie of individualism. And um, individuals don't being, build empires by themselves, you know? And uh, we, so a lot of people want to, a lot of people also pridefully want to be the one that has the great idea or something. They want to be the one that's promoted. They want to be the celebrity. And then too many of us idolize them. I think that's the chronic uh, problem and the, the, the um, what has happened. When, so one of my, one of our biggest concerns is Jamaica, Jamaican men. Um, everybody wanted to be number one, as I said, right? So in the good and bad spheres, right? So I want to be the good, great leader, I want to be the good one done, right? Yeah. Um, what, based on where Jamaica is, you know, the prime minister putting all these, you know, security forces to, to make it safe. Is that the answer? Can all of these special zones of security, can that make a big difference or is there something bigger that's missing from the picture? Um, yeah, well, I'm trying to tie the individualism, the individual nature of, let's say, the, the leader mm -hmm. uh, point that you're making with a larger problem of security and um, I would say that I think the answer to uh, the to our communities <laughs> is going to be found in the community. There are some uh, communities that are transformed by a person or personality mm -hmm. that can help to bring good to the community. Then there are some communities that are transformed because there's a unity formed. Um, the issue though behind that, whether it is a person that's trying to lead uh, the cause for good or somehow unity has, which I think is a much stronger, you know, or a person that has been able to create unity. Um, I think part of the challenge is uh, the, the, the desires or the demons that are are behind these major influences. Uh, you know, in other words, you mentioned the bad. If, if, if a leader decides to go the bad route, then the community is going to be bad. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, if leaders in the community unite around something bad, then it's going to be bad for the community. Um, and if they don't have the 
uh, or they're trying to be good, but they don't have the right solution. Uh, so I, I think it is, um, you know, I, I think it's a matter of uh, people getting the good and God answer for the time, for the community. And, um, but I do think one man can change a community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do think one man can get a community to unify enough. Very, very difficult to do, but they can. And I, I would hope that um, we would therefore have men and women, leaders, that are looking to God to lead them to bring solutions for our communities because I'm just not too sure. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, obviously, the type of policing, policing the sin and the evil, Obviously, it's not the solution. It's just uh, it's just trying to kill the, the bad. Uh, but the question is, what is the root of the bad? Obviously, they're stealing because of something like this. They're, they're, they're killing each other because of something else. Uh, so it's really going at the, the root, you know, uh, you know, and applying God's answer to it. You know, that's, that's, that, that's what I would have to say to that. Uh, but I mean, you know, you hear the unsurety in my voice. Uh, it's because it's relative to each community. Right, right. Um, we may say that the problem in Mobe right now is the same problem that's in Spanish Town, mm-hmm. and blanket, but it may not be. Yeah. So what's happening in 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 Kingston? What's happening in the different areas of Southside and the different areas in Kingston? Uh, being different than what's happening in Spanish Town or what's happening in in Montego Bay. And somebody said to me yesterday, uh, Mandeville hot now. Really? Mandeville hot. Spalding's hot. And I'm saying, no, those places are cool. I'm saying, no, not in terms <laughs> of the temperature. I mean, people are dead. War up there now. And so forth. So, uh, the evil moves around. Um, you know, the, the, the core of it, uh, you know, the, the different communities have different roots to the strongholds or what the, the philosophy of thought and uh, what they're going after. Some, obviously, some things are, uh, some problems you can identify in all of the communities, but uh, for sure, um, it's, a re- it will be, it's a relative thing to say, well, let's just go police. Um, you know, our government has a challenge, has a, has a very interesting challenge ahead of them. And, um, of course, you know, I'm a, I'm a godly man, I'm a spiritual man, so I believe the answers are in God. So I believe that it would be to say, God, what do I need to do for my community? We need leaders that are are asking God, what should I do for my community? The families in the community. And let's transform let's transform families. Let's transform the community. Uh and I think we have to look at it that way um uh a lot more. Based on based on what we hear in the news, it's usually men who are you know doing these violent activities causing other crime what do you think can be done i mean obviously it's an overnight fix but what can be done to try to stem that to stem the fact that men are doing this because women don't seem to be doing it right women don't seem to be doing it so what can we do to 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 educate men to educate the next generation maybe two or three maybe two or three from now that something has to start now to ensure that they don't do the negative that's happening today? Well, uh, 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 let, me, let me make a point. I think our assumption that 
the men, the men, the men, mm -hmm. is a very limited assumption. Mm -hmm. In other words, I think we limit ourselves by blaming the masculine, the one that will actually go out with the gun or, or something. Mm -hmm. Because when you when you start to, when you do ministry down in in these communities, if you were just to visit, spend time, mm -hmm. if you if you get exposed to 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 some 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 of these community dense communities and so forth, the the women play such a ridiculous strong role there um and a lot of what happens uh let, let me just give you some simple examples i used to do ministry work down at Salisam in america and we used to go to this community to this big community center and just be there with the youth the boys came there to play basketball because the basketball courts were there the girls came there and we're not so sure what they came for. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in, in this environment, the young teenage girls were every week, every, uh, almost every time we're there, we're breaking up fights between the girls. The girls are boisterous. The girls are, the guys are kind of distracted playing sports, right? The guys are getting along because they have something to get along around. And the women from the different communities, the girls, the young ladies, I mean, it's war, it's fighting. They, they, they are. They, I have been exposed and unfortunately been able to see such evil and sin come out of the young woman around that. There's no. I have no paradigm of of thinking that the men mm -hmm. are only to be blamed or even primarily, um, because there's a huge. The, the influence of the women in the community is huge. Uh, and some of the things they're fighting about involve women. It, in, it involves family. It involves this. It involves that. Uh, and the women that raise these men are still the women that have the heart of the men. Mm -hmm. The women that have the man them baby mm -hmm. have influence on them. The women that are... So I see a lot of... I, see, I'm, I'm, I am seeing an astounding amount of evil and sin in the younger generation uh and the picture we have is of these young boys then getting a gun and going out and robbing and doing these mm -hmm. kind of things and so on so on. so and and that's not all of what's happening in the community mm -hmm. and it's not like well you just have these passive women at home all them do is knead dough and cook <laughs> rice and peas and mm -hmm. that's all they're doing they're not no they, they, they very much are involved in a lot of what is happening there's a lot of the, a lot of the evil and the sin that's at the root then of the attitudes and the 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 dissatisfaction that's in home in the home that sends a man out mm -hmm. not putting it all on women you know i'm just saying let's not pretend that the men are the problem mm -hmm. and therefore put all our resources into the men because a man can have a certain sense of balance a man can go out and work for 12 hours doing something hard with him hand and him muscles, get a little money and come home and be told that it's not enough. Mm -hmm. That he's not enough. And uh, and that so and so and so said this to me. You have to defend that. And da, da 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 So a man can be making some right decisions, be totally spent and still not be good enough. Mm -hmm. And uh, poverty and the, 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 the strong, the core root issue that is birthed out of poverty is birth is is the the 
the way that it's looked at down there is not that she not making enough money. Yeah. It's that he's not making enough money. And he doesn't have enough. And the system is holding two of them down. So we know that there is a system mm. that's at the root of their challenge and so on and so on. So. But it's a he problem. Yeah. So then we say, well, and it becomes and it's a he problem because that's largely what she thinks. Uh and um and so forth. So you know, so just a lot of the, the, their violent, their terrible violent attitudes and in the lives and the hearts of the women as well. Um that is hard for a man to sit by and ignore. Mm-hmm. And hard for us to think that it's not feeding his. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I mean, the, I, I, I went to an event the other day and just just looking at our people, the masses of our people. And the, the, the men are distributing a certain level of aggression because it's a sporting event. But there's a, uh, about 50% women there and young, young girls and women. And the men came there and they are dressed normally. Mm-hmm. You know, if some man have a, some tire on him head and him kind of look like him, want to give some trouble or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the men aren't representing much except my team against your team mm-hmm. kind of a thing. <clears throat> and I looked at the woman and the woman come there with an opportunity to represent so much more or the same thing mm-hmm. but the women are some of the women come and, and you see they, 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 they come and they're, they're portraying this sexual being so they come everything is out of, out of door mm-hmm. they are screaming louder than the men yeah. so deep within our we have some strong cultural problems where the, the women are coming there to possibly get a man mm-hmm. to pop style on another woman uh, and I, yeah, it's, women have a lot of really deep-seated challenges among women that men don't have. Men aren't trying to necessarily pop style against. A man is not wearing a nice pair of shoes so another man can feel bad. A man is not wearing a little bit of clothes so another woman can feel bad. Mm-hmm. Women are like against each other. Yeah. Women are trying to attract men. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm not saying it's all women. And I'm just saying that there are some problems that have to be tackled. And I would say we cannot tackle the men and leave the women. Yeah. Because they're going to go back to the same woman problems. Right? We cannot have a sexually immoral problem in our country and think that we're going to talk to the men. Because the women are showing their entire tale. Yeah. The women are showing everything. The women are talking about it, singing about it, and going after the alpha male. The women are going up and not going across. They're, they're trying to date up and not trying to date across, for certainly not dating down. Uh, and, and a lot of that dynamic feeds at the very, very core of a man's security and how he would live. It is women also, therefore, need to be taught uh, how to live, how to be, how to not feed a man's sexuality, how to not feed a man's insecurity. How to, how to, how to be modest. How to, fee, how to bring peace. Women need 
the females need just as much or the men are going to always be left with possibly the most no i would say i'll stake my life on it i think women are the most dominant influence in the lives of men in the world and so therefore we can't say let men teach men mm. we have to say let women teach women how to not uh promote the problems of men because men are aggressive right and because a a woman might be 50% or more the reason why that man went out and robbed why that man went out and stole why that man feels like he has to do these things to have this thing to come back and have more of them mm-hmm. and more of them become his so they are part of the cycle and i think they are also a part of the not just the cycle i think they're part of the cause and um so if we don't teach women to to be something different the men won't be yeah. something different um the last thing i'd say about that is as much as we push push fathers in the lives of women let's not let us not ever ever don't play the 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 major influential role of a mother mm-hmm. and a big sister and an auntie in a man's life mm-hmm. we cannot act like fathers and uncles and boys friends do it all because mothers aunties and sisters uh and just women around them have a big influence yeah on their life uh so so we can't be so ignorant to keep talking about men for men and let's go lead men and no we need a woman to get their act together otherwise a man won't certainly get his act together you know it's interesting when you spoke about the woman you know fighting against each other there's something i keep on thinking about is the the negative impact the possible negative impact on these disney movies and i keep on saying you know you're watching a disney movie and there's this one prince that all the women want and the women are told you have to put on your best clothes look your best to get to go to the ball to get this one man and as i said a while ago the other men in the town but she's like the other men she wants this one prince Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so all the men are going to assume if other women don't want me, I need to do something to make them want me. So I have to get the money and blah, blah, blah. So women want me. And so where, where these Disney movies are pushing, many women must want this one man. And I must fight against my fellow female friend, fight her down, tear her down to get the one prince. And as a man, if I'm not the top, if I'm not the prince, I can't get no one. It's a very negative cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, um, you know, so I question, is it the, 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 this reality that is in a lot of um, cultures and traditions and goes way back in history, mm-hmm. it's not a brand new thing. Right. You know, the idea of women, uh, what they want and the idea of what men want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, a lot of it is nature and a lot of it is nurture. So we really do need to talk about, uh, you know, we, we have a challenge because yeah. they, because it's what we're naturally attracted to. Uh, and you know, so if a girl isn't does isn't voluptuous in her teens, mm-hmm. or she's not fully formed yet in her reproductive organs or her chest and her bottom, and 
in some cultures, maybe she just won't be attractive until she is. Mm-hmm. And if a man is in a certain height, and so we have some challenges. I, I, I'm not so sure what we're gonna do about like because it's it's now that moved. It's obviously as when you get a little older, it's moved beyond appearances and athletic prowess mm-hmm. uh, to to how much possession somebody yeah. has. Yeah. So it becomes money. It becomes so it's not even personality all that much anymore. Um, so yeah, we, we we do need to talk about what makes us attractive, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's uh, as you were pointing to the the big, uh, uh, the the main media portraying and elevating the king and the queen and the prince and the princess vibe, mm-hmm. uh, and the knight again coming mm-hmm. in and riding in in shining armor and then the damsel, mm-hmm. uh, and all of that kinds of stuff. It's really just not a very, not a very real thing. Yeah, or healthy. It, it, it's, it, it is it it is in the realm of of romanticism and fantasy, mm-hmm. which we so easily offer to our daughters, right? Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, yes. And who we, uh, you know, I guess I don't know a lot of men telling their son to become a prince, but it, it but it is, yeah. I think, you know, in an effort to try and get our children to be the best, mm-hmm. and to feel precious and to feel like a prize, because my daughter, my daughters are saying to me. How can I be a princess? <laughs> I'll just check this out because it hurts at the core, right? How can I be a princess, daddy, and you don't have a castle? <laughs> so I'm saying, well, I mean, you'll understand that what you have now is kind of castle-ish compared to, but but I don't have a castle. Mm-hmm. So what, the, what, what am I telling my daughter, Taba? She's a princess for right? Um, well, maybe it's because I want her to live in a castle. Mm-hmm. And I do want her to, I don't want no other man to give her in a castle though. But anyway, okay, the point is, it's, it's, it's easy to be, it's easy to push an untruth. Yeah. Because yeah. how do you tell the truth? Yeah. To a three-year-old, you know, mm-hmm. you're, going, you're going to grow up normal. You're going, no. We, we want to push some ideals. We do want to, you know, paint some positive pictures for them. Um, and I, I think the, the Bible and God does offer us that, mm-hmm. this whole idea of be a good man. Mm-hmm. Be a good woman. Be a godly man. Be a godly woman. You know. How about you be obedient? You know, um, and push character traits as as what is attractive, uh, not physical traits and and so forth. And uh, not enough. The answer to counteract Disney is something that we we have to figure out how to make it as pretty mm-hmm. and as beautiful. We have to start exalting emphasizing and promoting uh, God's DNA inside of us and God's character and God's traits as what this thing is all about. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I know you're pretty and beautiful, but you being obedient is so much more attractive. Mm-hmm. So, so we do have to get good at uh, how good are we, you know? How, how good are how can we let giving be as beautiful as receiving? Yeah. How can we let obedience be as good as um, you know immediate satisfaction? Then ice cream for crying out loud! How can we? We try different things. You know, yeah. we attach obedience to rewards, and we try da da da. But then we emphasize the rewards. So we, we do have to. You know, can, can people g- learn discipline and the joys of discipline? over the joys of just drive and the vibe behind drive. 
we we have to figure out how to push uh, the, the character. When, when it becomes important, you know, is when somebody married to somebody and they realize they have no character. Mm-hmm. The man tall, dark, handsome, um, but have no character. He has no integrity. Mm-hmm. He's selfish, you know. Uh, you know he's you know he, he's weak, you know. You know susceptible to so much, to so many addictions, and mm-hmm. he listen to all him friend them, and him you know. Uh, uh, he him don't save. He doesn't put up. He doesn't store up things. Mm-hmm. He, he's not building anything. So, I guess we do have to find a way to make what is important important. Uh, hopefully we can make it attractive, but we have to make the next generation know that it's important. Yeah. Because the prince on the horse really looks beautiful. And then they put a crown and the <laughs> castle. And, uh, when is it going to become real? You know, when are we going to take the time to show our children something deeper? Well, that's a good point because, I mean, it's, if you take it, if you localize it, you know, the guy coming in in a brand new Benz is not as attractive as a guy coming in a fit. Mm. But the guy in the fit may be saving more money than the guy in the Benz. Absolutely. And so he may be the better secure for for the future. Absolutely. It, it doesn't look as good. It doesn't. Sorry, it just doesn't. No. No. And um, and again, what we've pushed, and then of course, so we've pushed this picture, and then innate in the in. In the in the young princess is this desire uh, for a prince now. Mm-hmm. So we've pushed the picture, and they really want it. Mm-hmm. So that's what you want. Uh, and I, you know, I've been, you know, I know a lot of single uh, women that that do want to get married, but they don't want to marry anybody, mm-hmm. just anybody. Mm-hmm. They don't want to marry. Some of them don't want to marry. You know what they call it horizontally. Right. They have to marry up. They want to marry vertically. They are not trying to. So, in other words, he has to be taller. Mm-hmm. He has to be. He must make more. You know, uh, something like that. You know, so, so I mean, it, so it's it's serious. So they won't. They're not looking for who. They're not really. They don't really want stability. Right. They want some a little bit of glamour. Mm-hmm. They don't want a good man. They want a bad man. That turned good, <laughs> or that says he's good now. Yeah. So it, it 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 really is a chronic problem. It is a chronic problem. <laughs> of course, some men have the problem too, right? Mm-hmm. They won't marry someone that's not at a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 some ways, that there are some good girls that just are just not uh, as stereotypically attractive as others. So we have a challenge. We have a challenge. And then I think the funny thing or the unfortunate thing is that those things can change. The looks can change. So mm-hmm. we can meet an accident tomorrow or burn the face off tomorrow Jesus and then what? You know? And then mm-hmm. what? You know? And so if they have no character, as you said, then yeah, yeah, you're yeah, stuck yeah, with yeah. stuff. You're stuck with somebody who is no in quotes unattractive mm-hmm. and they have no character, so So therefore nothing. Yeah. So you're not attracted. Yeah. And you have nothing to hold on to. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. We have to lay it out for people and in and pray that they lay the truth out for people and pray that they will accept the truth and see and make more of make a more long term play. Mm-hmm. And um still bo- both people pushing to be. 
a king and a queen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to know that they might not be there now. Yeah. You know, um, and maybe that's how we have to do it. We have to show the process, uh, the process of getting there. So a lot of these stories, Snow White is already beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. And the prince is already a prince. Uh, and then there's no story of the becoming. Mm -hmm. So he becomes a prince if you kiss him. He becomes, he moves from a frog to a prince with a kiss. Mm -hmm. He moves from a beast to a mm -hmm. prince if you fall in love with him. And, mm -hmm. You know, I, so it's, there's no process. Mm -hmm. So a woman doesn't want a process. She wants a prince Yeah, that can preach. And, and a man don't want a, him want, him, you know, him want a Snow White. Yeah, yeah. If she's sleeping, fine. Him just going to wake her up. <laughs> but he doesn't want a, a woman that's growing yeah. and developing into something that will last. So I think, therefore, there's not then anything wrong with the Disney picture, the end picture. What is wrong is the, they're not showing the process. True, yes, very true. Because, so this, did this king inherit the crown or did he become? Yeah. So it's like, no, let's, let's talk about somebody who became. Let's talk about can we become. So we meet as peasants and we become royalty or something. Or we meet with potential and we, we, don't, we don't push that. So a lot of people aren't. Uh, they're waiting for people to, to become um, the, the end picture first or something or the most likely to. So he's already tall kind of a thing. Um, he already have money rather than you know, let's do we have the character to get there. But it's just like what you said earlier about us idolizing the athlete or the movie star and we don't do the work the that process. it took to get there. Absolutely. Or what we were speaking about before this as it relates to, you know, how do you build a social media following? How do you mm. how does this podcast grow from, you know, a hundred people to ten thousand people? Mm. Like that process is something that people don't discuss a lot or mm. help people along the process of doing mm. how it happens. Mm. And you have to wonder if it's, <laughs> is the process not as attractive as the end result? And people aren't interested in, mm. in the process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Uh, and, I, and I think that's tied to the, to the promotion of uh, drive as this thing that will get you there and not discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because discipline has a lot of components. You know, um, you know, it's not just consistency, but, you know, the, the, the discipline to uh, grow, the discipline to be stronger, the discipline to pursue change, the discipline to do a lot of things. Um, and, um, and a lot of people are just driven by the end product mm -hmm. and aren't, don't really want to. So in terms of the social media thing, they'll see what somebody's doing now and do that without looking, like you just said, at what they did before. Right. You cannot do that until you do that. Right. They didn't, but you want to do just like what they're doing and think, well, you're going to buy a microphone like them, you're going to buy a dress like them, you're going to buy a hat like them, you're going to sit down like them, you're going to talk about what they talk about and do it. And uh, it just, it, it is a much deeper uh, issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So question, Chris, so this year you put, put a book out, mm. what are your plans for next year? Uh, well, the, the plan for next year is to spend more time uh, you know, I'm still doing everything I'm doing, you know, in, in terms of church and um, my business, winking. But uh, in terms of the book and the content there, I think, uh, you know, what what we're going to be spending more time in in doing is promoting it. Mm -hmm. You know, going on a book tour, 
going into these different uh, organizations, um, the different media houses, and talking about the content there. I do believe that um, the book is DNA, uh, uh, divine nature attributes, you know, but, but you know, and the whole idea of it being God's DNA, the creator. Um, God's DNA being being in us all. You know, God created us in His image and in His likeness. We carry His DNA, and um, that being described, promoted, and pushed around three main—I'm sorry, ten main attributes. Mm-hmm. You know, God's divine um, attributes. Uh, you know, being pushed ten of them to try and uh, help people unlock and activate it in their life, and I think it. It does hit at the core of our individual problems. Mm-hmm. It does hit at the core of the processes that we've been talking about. Uh, here, here are some processes that need to begin. Here are some things that are already there that need to be activated then mm-hmm. uh, in you. And um, I do hope that uh, for next year we will get the book into um, as many people's hands as possible, get the content out there. Because I do believe that it can change. It will change lives, individuals, and then therefore... Uh, change marriages, change families, uh, change churches, change communities, change organizations, and cause us to be, uh, cause more of us to look more divine, you know, <laughs> look be, to be stronger, to be living and displaying the image and being like uh, uh, more of the good and the God that than, than we are being, you know. Um, so that's what the, the the plan is, to really to push it as much as I can and to offer it to as many people as possible so they can um, be changed. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed it and you want to dive into a similar What Next episode, check out the links in the podcast description or head to the whatnextpodcast.com. And remember, make it your mission to make somebody else's day better. <laughs>